0: Welcome to There's Something About Film. This is our special stab and slash Halloween episode. Before we dive in, hit that subscribe button and then take 10 seconds after this episode to drop us a dope review. Even if you hate us, give us a 5 star rating. Our very own Will Vega will take you out to the theater. Consider it a date. Yes, we are definitely pipping out Will for reviews. And after this episode, you'll be bloodthirsty for more There's Something About Film. Enjoy this Halloween Stab and Slash episode. I'm David Telemontes and I am chilling with Will Vega and Vince Smith. What up, what up? See, what's up, guys? What's going on? And let's go ahead and get this thing started, let's dig in. We're gonna start with our top five Halloween films for you guys to enjoy this holiday season. Is, is Halloween a holiday season? Did I fuck uh, that up?
1: No, it, no it is.
0: <laughs> it's a holiday season, right? Yeah, it's fun. a holiday it's hallo- season. This Halloween season. Let's drop into these top five.
1: All right, so uh, let's go into my top five. Uh, it, be honest, I had about you know twenty of them, and so it took a while to really get it down to five. Damn, twenty <laughs>
2: Halloween! Uh, shit. No, I dude,
1: I, I did too. And I did too. were you just were you talking just going about like horror? Well, and I mean, Halloween was, horror Halloween. I thought they were all in the same. But oh, one yeah. thing I want to let the audience know: I am chicken shit when it comes to Halloween movies, but I watch them anyway.
0: <laughs> Thank <laughs> God, I'm not the only one.
1: I'm that guy that like holds his hand to his face and like you know, that little small little speck of screen that you can see because you knew something yeah. crazy was about to
0: happen. Yeah, I'm, I act, like I'm I act like I'm doing something when the scary part is about to happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> I get I get like really busy at that part.
1: <laughs> and low key, Jurassic Park did scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. My sister used to say there was a raptor in the hallway. So I'd have to turn on all the lights. But let me get in my top five. <laughs> So, so first, I'm gonna go with 2002's *The Ring*. Now, I didn't see the Japanese version first, but I did see, you know, the one over here that was done by, you know, Gore uh, Verbinski. Uh, but it was excellent, freaky, intense, great acting. So that was, you know, definitely one that stuck to me. 1991 uh, *Silence of the Lambs* as well. You, you know, Anthony Hopkins doing a. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong with that. You That's know? a classic. Yeah. Classic. Jodie Foster doing her thing as well. So it's one of my very f- best. And this is gonna piss Will off, just in case he had it on his top five. Uh, 2011. It's a Korean film about called "I Saw the Devil." Oh no, oh, oh, that okay. is a good Golly, movie. Though. That movie there, man, floored me when I first watched it. And actually, you know, give kudos to Will. He introduced me to it, but floored me. When I watched this, so definitely one That's of my top. That's just a good movies.
2: overall movie.
1: Oh, yeah. You don't <laughs> have to even watch it during the the holidays. <laughs> you could be in July and watch that one and still enjoy it. And last but not least, is a new favorite. Uh, I might be cliche with it, but I don't give a shit. Okay. Uh, 2017's uh, Get Out.
0: Oh, yeah. I almost put that on my list.
1: I you know but start was thinking about it I was like eh, don't put it on but oh, I screwed eh, hell yeah this was great Okay, start to finish I've watched it many times and still find something new every single time and yeah. it's a different type of like film as well it's more it's uh, documentary mystery more you know a little bit of horror but it's funny too so it's like a, yeah. it's a whole new dynamic so I think he was on to something with that one but yeah, I think that would round out my top five. But before y'all go into y'all's, I want to give a shout-out to Nosferatu, 1922, the Bram Stoker Dracula remake. Oh,
2: okay, yeah, so. oh, like, like like an honorable mention. Yeah, that's an honorable yeah. mention. <laughs> you know, I, I it's have a an black honorable mention too.
1: It's a black and white film. You know, they had the the, yeah. the cue card reading. You know, it's, like I said, it came out nineteen twenty two. So yeah, you know, yeah. but you gotta you gotta give a ode to the old school I magic. You know, so
0: I yeah. want us to do a podcast episode specifically on nineteen twenty films. For I'll be to go watch. That would be sick. i would be game yeah. for that. I, I hope know. our audience yeah. would be as well,
1: you know, yeah. especially if they really love films just as much as we do. But yeah. Shout out to Max Shrek who played uh, Nosferatu. He was ugly as shit and scared the hell out of me. <laughs> but what, <laughs> what about you, Will? What was your top five? Uh,
2: okay. So my, uh, my top five is a little more grounded in Halloween. Uh, I feel like, dang, I should have put on some pretty good thrillers on there. But. Uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like, dang, I feel like a kid with mine. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to kick it off. Mine's um, Adam's Family Values, the second one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, the second one. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's shocking. That was just like the first one, but on steroids to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with my number four is Hocus Pocus. I mean, I feel like you can't have Halloween.
0: Without that, you can't, yeah, you can't have a Halloween party without that movie. It's anymore. a good yeah, My, my, my a good childhood,
2: choice. you know. Um, third one is kind of one that like people may have not have seen, or they just for whatever reason is underrated. Is a uh, Monster House?
0: Have you well, not I've, seen? I've, 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 I haven't I've, seen Monsters House. I, so you, I, you, you, got, you, you got me I, stomped on that one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of it's one of the, like it flies under a lot of people's radar, but it's it's actually a good really good story. I I kind it, of It's it to, one of those
0: B movies. No, it was not animated. Oh, okay. It animated. Oh, so it's like for 5-year-olds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that if that's the reason, but uh no, it's kind of it has like kind of a little dark theme to it a little bit, but it's it's like a real story like it's
0: Yeah.
2: It's kind of like what ants was to the whole like ants compared to bug's life. It's okay, kind of like okay. that how to, that I uh, got gotcha. you. And then um, this one came out. Well, I think my senior in high school. My second one is uh, Trick or Treat. Like it's like don't want to spell like trick with the with the apostrophe R. Like a lot of people think it's trick or treat. But um, what's her name? Uh, Anna Paquin
0: from. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen this one either. I don't even know what this one is. This one's like um, this was embodies Halloween. One. Trick. Trick or treat? <laughs> trick it like trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> trick or okay. I, I guess I, okay. I guess
2: I'm throwing y'all some curveballs.
0: No, yeah, man I've no. seen this
1: one actually, but this okay. is one of the ones I saw with my hands on my face.
2: No, no, yeah. this one like it's it's it has some like good kills on it. It's really good. Uh, yeah. It's gory. It embodies everything about Halloween. It just you know like yeah. the kids I, the kids on that movie die in like some crazy ways. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's I mean, it has an eighty-three percent of the Rotten Tomato meter, so you know, for a Halloween movie, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm looking at it. I've seen this uh, this movie uh poster. It looks familiar. I haven't seen this.
2: Yeah, well, you know bit. what? You guys are yeah. in luck because Halloween
0: isn't over yet. So I definitely, maybe y'all should go watch I've, them. I, I think I will. <laughs> I will enjoy this with during the day and the lights on. Oh yeah. yeah I was yeah.
1: actually going to say I will wait until November where it's safe.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And then my number one would be my all time favorite. Like I do not I do not exit October without watching this is Once Bitten. The Jim Carrey's been uh yeah. Well yeah I remember that one. That's my favorite Halloween movie. It's I'm not this doesn't mean it's better than the other ones. It's just yeah, yeah, my yeah. personal favorite. Okay. Um it's, it's funny. It has the Halloween theme to it and it's uh Jim Carrey, I think, made probably one of his first films when he was like still a teenager. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, it's definitely Hits my top, so yeah, okay, that'll conclude mine. Yeah, 1985,
0: mines. man, yeah, okay. <laughs> let's see, I'll, I'll hit this. Uh, um, my first one was, and this is going to be in no particular order. I had The Shining on the list, but we're going to talk about that one, so I, I'm going to bump that. Uh, good movie to watch, and we'll get into that. So, my number one is going to be Ghostbusters one and two. Nice. You have to put them together, they got to be together. Yeah, I agree. I think that's an ultimate Halloween movie. That's just you a gotta,
2: awesome movie
0: oh, it's an awesome movie <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but with ghosts and stuff like that you know yeah, this yeah. is perfect uh theme for halloween kind of the same long the lines that uh vince was talking about i have bram stroker's uh dracula but from the one with keanu reeves and ah, uh yeah okay. i don't know oh, you guys familiar with that one yeah absolutely. francis ford coppola absolutely <laughs> winona rider yeah it's a good one that was pre matrix yeah, 1992, baby. <laughs> Let's see. Um, number four, I got E.T. Ah, got to okay. go alien with it a little bit, right? Okay. And Halloween is in this movie. So E.T. is one of my favorite all-time classics. Uh, I can watch that anytime throughout the year, but uh, I make an effort during the Halloween holiday season. <laughs> and then number five, or no, no this is number four, uh, Beetlejuice. With Michael Keaton. I was actually, Davis, that that one almost made yeah. my list. That's a classic. Dude, that was so good. Yeah. That was close as well for me as well. Yeah. So that made my list. And then my number five is Edward Scissorhands. I don't think you can go wrong with a Tim Burton. Any Tim Burton movie you can watch during Halloween.
1: I agree. See, I agree. You you probably, yeah. Even Batman, on I don't care. Yeah, even <laughs> Batman. You got you to have some Tim Burton in there. And I you have to, yeah. I almost had uh, his Sweeney Todd musical, okay, as one of my top, and it, yeah. it just barely. Like I said, I had to give Brom St- um, Stroker some love, but it barely, barely missed.
2: Then you guys got the uh, out of the box thinking films. I feel like i <laughs> that that kid that that just like sticks to the rules. No, I mean no, yours, <laughs> yours is out of the box too. You got an, yeah.
0: an animated film in there. I mean, yeah, that was awesome, man. You that, went back to you know, you, I, I'm actually surprised that I didn't see some of those. Oh, yeah I, I, I haven't seen Monsters House But I'll definitely watch that
1: Our audience like they talking about Their film heads Fucking liars <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> But, but um, no, that was, I'm surprised none of y'all list. Had Halloween On y'all's list uh, Well again yeah. I think
1: that was Us also Trying to be a little bit Outside the box as well Because <laughs> Halloween I mean given that This it's is It's a little
0: on the nose Oh
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah They're gonna be like Typical You know <laughs> Yeah Give them some stuff they probably don't know. So I mean, yeah. But Halloween's up definitely was in that twenty list I had. Yeah.
2: You know, I'm not surprised with Vince's list because he's the kind of person when I see him eat food, he puts like Oreos with pizza and hot sauce and eats it. It's like, what the <laughs> hell? Like that's not what goes together, but you know what? It fits. So and then I eat it. And I'm like, yo, like, how did you make this? Like,
1: <laughs> well, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Did you guys have any other honorable mentions that you want to bring up?
2: Uh, well, maybe the original
0: Frankenstein.
2: The original. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's
0: yeah, young. I almost put young, young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. One. Yeah, I almost put that one. on I almost put Sweet uh, Sleepy Hollow with Johnny uh, Depp. I was gonna say Johnny. Yeah, yeah. That yeah that's an, that's that good. another
1: good one. Would Would y'all consider Teen Wolf? Yes, oh. I, was I love thinking Teen about Wolf
0: that too. I actually watched that maybe like two weeks ago. It doesn't really hold up, but there's a nostalgic factor to it. Teen Wolf is like a kind of like a documentary
2: of my high school basketball days, only because you, he was hairy as su- hell. Uh, I was gonna say
0: because you were super <laughs> hairy.
2: Yeah, that's the only uh, that's the only uh, parallels between the two. <laughs> All right, so I have a, yeah,
1: I want to kind of switch it up a little bit because I think this is something that people will probably won't ever think of. But I consider uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller because it was a 14-minute sure. music video. That's a short film? It's like a short film, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't see, we probably could have slid that in there, you know? It's a horror absolutely theme, short absolutely. film musical. It's a and, short and film And it's musical. played
2: at, like, every haunted house the, and, the whole right. time. Yeah. <laughs> While People play line. it in
1: movie theaters as well. Yeah, you know, they'll, absolutely. They'll put it in the movie theater. Uh, like, I believe... Uh, so um i picked did it one year, so I mean, yeah you know, okay, that thing is a short film,
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I don't think there's a better movie you can play at a Halloween party other than that. you got the music and the, uh <laughs> yeah, the video, so that's a perfect it's one. a one hour Luba thriller, and it's,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah exactly they did make a attempt to have it uh, uh qualify as a short film as well, oh really, yeah, it was actually uh up for debate to be nominated for an Academy Award oh that's interesting facts Hashtag yeah, I, I, facts. I didn't even know that yes. yep. yeah I didn't know that either that's dope so yeah I mean those it's okay. a short film I think we can start looking at it uh, as yeah. that you know
0: that's. I'm adding that to my list that's, that's number six <laughs> yeah, that's honorary mention it. <laughs> there we go alright so let's hop into Halloween let's hop into our film reviews we'll start with Halloween we're gonna hit Mandy and then we're gonna hit The Shining uh Vince, hit us with a, a little bit of a, a background or a synopsis on Halloween, man. All right. So everybody's favorite Halloween
1: queen, Laurie Strode, goes toe-to-toe with Michael Myers again because
2: that's okay. her brother, and apparently he does not die. So I, I think we just
0: accept the fact that uh, <laughs> Michael Myers just can't die. Yeah. Right. He's is like he, Logan. Is, <laughs> is he like a supervillain? I'm not understanding... The character I, here.
1: I, I I believe he's uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We just don't okay. know about it. <laughs> that yeah. makes way more sense.
2: Now, I well, I, I remember reading somewhere one of the producers was kind of just talking about how like, I think we all just as writers and as the writers just kind of accepted that you can never kill Michael Myers. That like, you know, some people yeah. some people fantasize that you know maybe he doesn't even really exist. That Laurie's just fucking crazy.
0: Except for the whole, I mean, people die and then everybody else sees him.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just one of those things that is just—he just, he just yeah. can't die. So don't, don't, don't even like. What did he get electrocuted? Uh, she shot him in the eye. One like his other working eye. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't get it. Well, this is the thing
1: though. The, um, you know, some of those other installments that came out in between the first and the second, they're not counting. Uh as Canon to the the series, okay. yeah, yeah, so you know y'all remember there's a I lot of was, in between stuff, yeah, I think it was like a two thousand seven film, I believe, but uh, remember Laurie was in an insane asylum, and she died mm-hmm. from yeah. him. so that one's not considered Canon, I think that's the one that had Buster rhymes into it. that was an epic failure <laughs> okay uh, no nah, i don't
2: I don't think so. The Buster rhymes one was, it was doing like a reality TV show, yeah, that was the same one. Oh, okay. Uh, she died, she a, died at the beginning, you remember? The fact is, from yeah. Halloween 1 to now, there's been a lot of bullshit. Like, just bad movies. And yeah. Some,
1: I guess you could the, say cold it, it was resurrected with, I like the Rob Zombie one. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Everybody, uh, it seems that the fans of this series really enjoy the Rob Zombie one. It was a good
1: one. It it it, it gave Michael Myers a face when he was a kid. It, it kind of dove into his psyche mm-hmm. and you know, it was it was a good one. But um, you know, it just doesn't defeat, you know, the original. The original is still I have to sleep with the lights on with that one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And for okay. this the one that just came out, uh this this most recent one, I know one thing that was crazy I saw that uh Danny McBride was a uh co writer to it, which I thought was funny. Yeah, um, he
0: and his writing part David Gordon Green. I think they grew up together. The mm-hmm. the guy who directed the the film. Yeah, they were the ones that made this actually happen.
2: Who is a a local austin So
0: Oh, that is
1: true. He is from Danny austin.
2: McBride? No, no, uh no, the director. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. David Gordon Green. Green. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's a he's a local Austin guy like Vincent. Oh, myself.
1: Oh, nice. So. so again, you know, just going back to the film, set 40 years from the Haddonfield murders back in 1978. As y'all aware, he murdered quite a few people in that uh, <laughs> that film. Yeah. So they have a, well, I would say a updated Dr. Loomis in the film as well. Dr. Ranbir, uh Sartain, I believe his name was, uh, but he was treating Michael after Loomis died. Uh, Lori Stroh, she's kind of just taking refuge in her house and made it to a, like an encampment as well it's uh looks like fort knox at her right. house <laughs> i was just gonna
0: say it looks like a fortress so yeah it's like the it, apocalypse is about to happen
1: and you know they I, I believe they set it up well so far as giving her you know a little backstory into you know her being you know pretty good with the with the gun you know right it wasn't like you know these past few films where this scientist just picked up a gun and now knows how to use it better than
0: anybody in the army for example like, I was okay. wondering how did she become Rambo yeah I was you thinking know? the same too
1: because you remember you if you watch the uh, the trailers you're like oh god but right. again they, they, they set it up correctly and I think they did a good job on explaining that at the
2: beginning as well but again, yeah like she's been like obsessed with like killing mm-hmm. him when he returns and everything yeah
0: yeah, I felt like they, they simplified the story and they stuck to it, which is, I think, the uh, one of the biggest pros to this movie is the story itself, how simplistic it was. You can't really fail with an easy story to follow. And they kept they, uh, a lot of uh, nostalgia
1: ultra was during that movie as well, especially a lot of the scenes where he was, you know, walking and creeping and, you know. And they had Laurie walking and creeping as well, so you could tell yeah. that they are family. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I I think um, I think that's what was, what was wrong with all the other films in the middle. Like they were trying too hard to create like a backstory with like reason why Michael Myers was doing it. Like I know, sure, the fourth one I think it was the so, Paul Rudd's like first movie I guess he was in it. They tried to make oh, yeah, it like. Yeah, yeah, yeah every halloween there was like a underground organization like illuminati oh, yeah. type thing that wanted that him was, to yeah. kill a family every halloween it, it was like what it was it was they, they started the trying to over Before the purge it was exactly super camp
1: i agree yeah it was it was very campy and you know it, you take away from laurie strode not being in the movie or when you put her in a movie she becomes a secondary character that's where you know, you, you lose the franchise. Yes, Michael's the most interesting person in there because he's the one murdering everybody. But she keeps the film grounded. And she, you know, she's like us. She's our voice during sure. the whole movie. So. Yeah. I
2: think, I, I think
1: going back to that helped.
2: Yeah. It's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, making it more simple, just removing itself from all the other, like, kind of like crap that was all in the other ones. It like, kind of just going back to its roots of, like, what it was about. 'Cause you know, I think the whole aura of not knowing why Michael Myers does it was kind of what made him menacing in a way. Like sure. there's no reasoning with him or anything. And I know like in the third film they introduced a whole like uh Lori's daughter that was like I think it was that she was um was, she uh, was being adopted trained oh yeah no, that one yeah yeah and then like she had like some like uh, what do they call it like, uh, like a connection with Michael Myers like she killed someone I can't I can't like I don't know I agree those that, films.
1: that was the third one yeah she was uh, it was like a uh, a psychological connection with Michael and like she was taking after him
2: yeah and then at the end when he was like in a killer and it had like a tear come out of his eye I was like oh th- this is <laughs> this is this is not Michael Myers
0: yeah He's a crybaby.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was like, they try to flesh his character out. Just like, no, he's just a guy that just... I like to... Like, in this film, like... I like explain, he has to keep moving. He he has a bloodlust. He just kills and sure. kills and kills. And it
1: goes back to those Loomis tapes. And that's what, like I said, I think really you know made michael menacing and scary at the beginning is people are trying to understand him right but at the end of the day he's just has a lust for for killing and there's one particular target that he is infatuated with and obsessed for mm-hmm. because she got away sure you know it's the like the one that got away i gotta go out there you know that's one of those <laughs> yeah. things you know? yeah 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 so, so i have a question for you guys what so far as the acting and I'm going to, you know, go specifically on Jamie Lee Curtis because okay. I think uh her as an actress she's never been one of my favorites by okay. any means. But I really think she took this role seriously. I don't, you know, it wasn't camp like those other roles that she was doing during the Michael Myers series. I really think she carried the movie. Sure. Um, that's just me. No, what do y'all think on that? I,
0: I think she did carry the movie. It, again, the story was super simple, so there's not a lot of room for error. Uh, she was super convincing. She, I, lack of better terms, she kind of felt at home in this role. I, I would assume.
2: Yeah, I was going to say like I agree with you, Vince. Like I think I can tell she really cares about the franchise. Like she wants to breathe life back into this. Mm-hmm. And like there was actually some character developing scenes in there, like when she's watching him being transported from the bus, and you see her just like break down and cry and everything. It was it was almost like a PTSD
1: moment for me. As yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, re- yeah, I really felt that, uh, like you know, like you were saying, well, to piggyback on that, she she really probably was dis. She she was Mark Hamling the. Uh, Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta bring that up. She was <laughs> she was Mark Hamlin in those other films and this one she really was like, Okay, this is a story I can be behind. Sure. And she really put forth her best effort. Just seeing her cry, I actually felt like crying a little bit too, because I'm like, God damn, you think about forty years of stressing over this one particular person because Preparing. Yeah, yeah. And preparing, knowing the inevitable is gonna happen in your mind and everybody around you. Telling you that you're crazy and that you need to get over it, I cause, you know, you you felt that that heaviness, yeah, and you know, th- I think that
0: that drove the movie in a lot of ways, and I, yeah. Are you guys fan uh, of the series? Are you guys pretty big fans of the series? Uh,
1: I'm I'm more a fan of this than I am Freddy and Jason. Okay, I, be and my uh, whole uh, reason behind it was, you know, at the beginning I always felt that Michael. Could have been a real person, and that's what really al- always freaked me out about. Okay, you know? yeah. Whereas Jason, you know, this guy comes, comes out of the water, and <laughs> you're like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. And Freddy, he haunts you in the dreams. So I'm like, eh. But this this guy was a, a fully fleshed out human being at one point. Sure. You know, so that that really to me set him apart. I can see, you know, hate to say this, uh, but I hate I could see, you know. The inspiration from, you know, all the serial killers that are around here, you know, that's... Sure. You yeah. know, so I... Th- this is something that could have really happened, you know, so that's mm-hmm. what made it really stick with me and me thinking that, you know, to me, he's the best. Out of the slasher film, you know, Chainsaw sure, Massacre yeah. and all that stuff, I think he's the yeah. best.
0: Okay, Yeah, for
2: me, I'm not, like, a huge fan, but to me, he's like the, the Santa Claus of Halloween. Like, he's the the big guy of halloween like he's okay. it always comes up there's so many halloween movies and
1: that's a good way to put it
2: yeah i just kind of look at it like that so i always check them out um like for me to rewatchability ability on these movies is not the highest i mean i probably check them out when they if they come on like tv and everything like during halloween <coughs> like the exactly month of
0: october yeah
2: yeah and i, and I, I yeah. was interested in seeing this one because it, it was getting good reviews and i was like okay um had I, I, and I went ahead and watched the original again and um one thing I was gonna ask you guys about from the, you guys all seen the original right uh,
0: oh yeah. yeah a long Absolutely. time ago yeah yeah
2: okay so like when I was watching it again like one thing I hated was that like they played the Michael myers theme like they overdid it like it just like oh, sp- they, they hit the spam it. button with it
0: <laughs> yeah they played it every moment it seemed like somebody was about to die
2: yeah and then Agreed. with this one... The new one, they didn't do that, and I I, pre- I appreciated that at least. Like it was like they toned it down a little with that and let the let the action speak for itself, you know. Did Did y'all notice the uh, opening credits? They kicked it old school.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought that yeah. was a nice touch. That was that was a really nice touch, and it kind of gets um, you prepared for the movie. Like kind of gets you in the mood for it. I so do y'all it have
2: t- a f- y'all
0: go ahead. About to say Will?
1: No, I was no, going to just say that you know I think it took people who actually care about the franchise to actually bring the story home so i mean i think it was uh you know put in the right hands that's
2: yeah uh, that's uh, i agree with that and what i was gonna add the question i was gonna ask um (laughs) do you guys have a favorite kill in the in the
1: movie Oh, as disturbing as that is, yes, I actually do. <laughs> okay, let's hear
2: it. Look, if you're not laughing so. when people die in this movie, like internally, you know, it's maybe something I had, you're watching. No, okay. All you're right. watching it wrong.
1: There's, a, there's. I have a favorite kill, and I, have a, I couldn't wait for him to get killed. That's how I said this is going to be okay. disturbing. My favorite was... Uh, uh the the kid uh with the uh the devil outfit on it was a vampire outfit yeah okay. yeah yeah when he, yeah. When he yeah. stuck yeah. him on the, I, the stuck him on the fence and <laughs> yeah his jaw and lip went through the uh the pick portion of it uh-huh. i was yeah. like yeah that's bad but you know what about w- that scene well i was
2: gonna say the music that played right as she saw him when she yeah. went back that music was like that made the hair stand up oh
0: like, yeah that, oh, that was menacing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm not gonna lie. I was that guy in the in the the theater, talking about "bitch, get out the room." I was that
0: <laughs> I was that guy.
1: Yeah. But um, now the one I wish when I was like, God, please, I hope he he makes his end was uh, the daughter's husband. She he pissed me off the whole movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: I was like, yeah, I hope he meets his end really fast. <laughs> but he lasted longer than I thought in that movie. Yeah.
0: Well, and the thing too is when he did die. It didn't really seem like anybody cared. Oh,
1: no. no, Even the wife was like, God, I was about to divorce him anyway. (laughs) She
2: didn't even ask about if he was alright or anything. No, she she, she (laughs) asked where where he was, like, exactly where he was, (laughs) and that was it. That was it.
0: (laughs) What about you, uh, David? Uh, I'm trying to think uh, as far as my favorite kill. um, I don't know. I think I can give you my favorite scene. Who I think okay. kind of stole this movie for me was the the little kid that was being babysat. Oh yeah, he was. Hilarious. He was awesome. He was yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess when they died, the the girl and the guy that yeah uh, that that was pretty good. That whole little scene and act right there, I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah, that he was I- so funny. You could That's tell... The next the, Denzel right there. Those
1: <laughs> were some... Uh, the little kid... Those were some Danny McBride jokes.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. those are so obvious. I mean, but was... they were they were needed for the movie. I thought it really broke up a little bit of the monotony.
2: And
1: the tension, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, he I, was I, awesome.
2: I thought the best kill... And maybe you guys can explain it. Maybe I just missed it. And it was, like, the most random kill. You know the lady that was, like, closing her blinds? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he just oh, snuck up yeah, behind her yeah. and, like, stabbed her. <laughs> like, I was like, why do you... Like, did, I was like, did, was she like an old character from one of the other films? or I like, think
1: he was just like, Ugh, I need to get practice in before. <laughs>
2: yeah, because like, yeah, I understood why he killed a lady with a hammer. But then he just like went next door and just
0: like some random oh, yeah. person was like. Oh, that's so.
1: So he just got a couple of practice kills in.
0: It just <laughs> seemed all random to me, though. It just seemed all like or, all the kills were random.
1: And that's the whole. And coincidental. It, true. But I think that's the whole mystique of Michael. I don't, sure. I, the only person I think that he really wants is Laurie Strode. Everybody
0: else is just in the way. Sort yeah. of. And so he's so, like, I know all of her granddaughter's friends, so I'm gonna kill all of them. Which, yeah, to the death
1: of me, I still don't understand how he knows everybody.
0: He does have a moral like, compass in, though. He doesn't mess with babies. But he just got out. There's no way he knows about any of them. He don't mess... He shows up at the right spot the right time.
1: He don't mess with babies, but he sure killed that little boy.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. That was fucked up.
1: I thought that little boy was going to survive. I was like, just don't kill the kid. Oh, and he did. <laughs> he he went there. He did, and he did go there. Was, but he you said more. I'll
2: say a, a second close for me for a favorite... Okay. It was like you didn't see him get
0: killed, but you saw the kid just pinned on the wall with, with the knife. Yeah, one. right, yeah. And then his tattoo was there. You know, yeah. You see oh, yeah. It kind of like a full frame shot on his tattoo. I thought that was pretty uh, creative.
1: So, do yeah. we got favorite scenes?
2: Oh. I think that was David's. Uh, with yeah, the mine. yeah, mine was right, I thought it so was awesome.
1: That's yours. I'm going to tell you what mine is because it freaked me out, and I'm glad I didn't eat before I got <laughs> in the theater. Uh, when she was walking through her house. Uh, Lori mm-hmm.
0: and looking for him and all of those freaking mannequins well okay here's a good point here's a, something to bring up why does she keep a fucking creepy ass house like you live there <laughs> and if you're expecting him to come there right if you're preparing for that why is it creepy as fuck especially like you didn't upgrade the lights in your house
1: and, and to me it, you know I would not want to be secluded no No, that that was like that was a terrible tactic to me.
2: I don't think the Um, house was built for comfort. I think it was a training house, like a. a,
0: Well, they she did say, or the daughter said that. uh, What did she? She said, um, "This house isn't a fortress; it's a trap." Right, so that kind of alleviated a lot of the stuff to me. But I was still like, "Yo, you're living in this fucking house, though. Why does it look so fucking creepy?"
1: Like to me, I'd be living somewhere where there's a shitload of lights. And there's a police station right next to me. Like or, if I, or, you know,
0: something like that, you know, or move away. Tip. Oh, there, there's always you that. Know. You know, yeah. move to Mexico, <laughs> move to Europe, <laughs> <laughs> go have, go enjoy the rest of your life.
1: You know what? The, the yeah, I don't know why you stay in Haddonfield after all of that's going on. So yes, you you have a point there. Well, so what the do y'all think doctor, about this? We to say? say
2: the doctor did say maybe the the, the trauma. Yeah, the trauma and the the yeah. finding, being a predator is what fueled him and her being uh, a the prey is what fueled her. So they kind of just like, they're like Batman and Joker, I guess. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah, she always comes out on top, though, even <laughs> though she don't know how to kill him. <laughs>
2: yeah. Does she, though? Because, I mean, Michael Myers yeah. is always alive. Yeah, that's He's what like I said. She masochist. always comes out on top,
1: but she don't <laughs> she don't finish the job. That's her problem.
0: Like, well, I, in this movie, she tried to and then ultimately failed. Spoiler alert. But
1: here's a, a spoiler alert I don't think she really tried that hard. Like, he's low key looking at you while the house is getting set on fire. You couldn't, like, throw a couple of rounds in his face while he's staring at you. Right, exactly. Like, that was the ending. Like, it's it was so well, spoiler alert, but the ending left a lot to be desired for me. Sure it did because yeah. i i'm looking at every logical reason why you know you should have threw a couple of rounds in him even when he fell down the stairs and y'all are are surrounded by ammo and guns
0: you want to confirm your kill <laughs> yes you know
1: you, you I, do I, exactly what that cop was trying to do <laughs> yeah the only exactly. person that had sense was him <laughs> right he <laughs> and then he died yeah so. and Spoiler alert, he died. The cop in, the, in the most disappointing way. <laughs> this old ass doctor. <laughs> With this pen knife thing that he probably yeah. made in his spare time. I,
2: I appreciated that they added in there that he was actually helping Michael Myers the whole time.
1: But yeah. you know what? I was thinking on that because I was looking at the bus crash, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, this shows you how deep I was thinking about this shit. I was looking at the bus crash and I was like, Michael's all the way to the back. And there's a gate in between that closes in that closes off the inmates from, you know the the cops and that doctor. I was like, so that doctor had to have something to do with it. That's, I mean, it didn't take yeah. the Scooby Doo detective agency to figure that out. You oh, know? Yeah,
0: he was left alive. Yeah. yeah. So, So yeah. I was
1: like, yeah, this is a little weird. I wouldn't have. I'd have been like that. All right, spoiler alert. There's a black guy in there. He does live, but he's an <laughs> idiot. Yeah. is The 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 fucking uh, cop with the cowboy hat god yeah damn. the sheriff I've been like hell no this dumbass doctor is not getting in his car with me but he did anyway so and it seemed like he was all about uh, uh you know creating a show for the yeah. town of Haddonfield and actually you know yeah. saving people like people are dying all over and he's like take this doctor with
0: you yeah this would be good <laughs> and you're like oh god yeah, I'll that's so. super uh, law enforcement professional right there. Oh yeah, definitely. As MPs <laughs> you guys would definitely do that, right? In the military, oh, oh absolutely. I wouldn't take doctors. I wouldn't oh, take a
1: dang. partner on
0: investigation with you
1: guys. Yeah, I'll take take the some random doctor I just met <laughs> ten minutes ago. Yeah, you you come with me. Even though you just got out of a freaking coma, it seems. Yeah, it's one yeah.
2: thing that I that I learned from the military is how to be humorous and like really bad situation. Like the 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 who's that? Like like a Texas Ranger dude kinda the the black guy you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, he was like a sheriff. Yeah, he was like making jokes like this isn't a time to make a joke. Oh yeah. (laughs) We have a serial killer on the loose.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's see all right, let's break this down. Um, what did you guys how did you guys rank the film or your rating for it?
2: For me, I had it, to me, it, it uh, going through everything as I rated it, it came out for me a 6 out of 10.
0: Okay. Vince? Ooh. I had it at a 6.5 out of 10. Okay. And then I got it at a 6, which a composite score gives it a, a 6. Flat, pretty much. So And, and I think that's good. You know, yeah, I think that's accurate. Uh, like, I wasn't, it wasn't a terrible movie. Rewatchability. I may watch it again in October, like next October, maybe. Yeah, I don't maybe know. The,
2: the new, the next one that comes out.
0: Yeah, won't miss it if I don't. But it wasn't. I thought it was well executed for what it was.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. it uh, definitely gave it a solid ground to build back on. Like
0: you know, huge lift for the franchise. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, especially
0: after that last one. <laughs> <laughs> Some more to build on that. Okay, so let's get into our next film. We're hitting Mandy. This has a lot of uh, a lot of popularity, and it's gaining steam. I, I a studio just bought it for streaming rights. We each watched it, so let's go ahead and break down uh, this film. <laughs> Vince, hit us with a little synopsis. All right. So Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage,
1: it was directed by Panos Kosmodas. It's a good film. Um, it was released in Sundance and. Uh, been a, been out for a while now. Best way I could describe it is a guy named Red Miller lives with his girlfriend Mandy Bloom. Uh, they're sort of uh, uh, kind of keep to themselves type people, but uh, they ran into a cult and some hippies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Children of the New Dawn, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. I'm not gonna lie, that was a pretty awesome name, Children of the New Dawn. I
0: yeah, was, yeah. But uh, yeah, like some religious cult. Yeah, what it was. yeah.
1: Filled with LSD, you know, from these uh, bikers named the Black Skulls as well. I feel like
0: I needed to be on LSD to watch this movie. It, yeah, I was probably did. low
1: key thinking about that. I as thought
0: well. I was too sober to to enjoy the film, but I digress. This
1: this was a trip. This was definitely a trip. Uh, a lot going on in this film. Uh, for the record, uh, Nicolas Cage is not one of my favorites. Uh, but I was uh, coerced into watching it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but I did. I I, I ran through it. Uh, it's one of his better ones. I'll say that. Uh, I don't know if y'all knew. Uh, Elijah Wood is one of the producers for this film. And he's, oh, really? I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. And he's, you know, creepy enough as it is, you know. So this, <laughs> this was right up his
2: alley. So what did y'all think about the film? Um. I thought the first 30 minutes of this movie was fucking awesome. One being I love when uh, directors use a lot of color to sure. to emulate yeah. emotions and just, like, convey the message, like a tone to a scene. And it had a lot of that. I thought right up until about the point when it got, when, uh, what was it called? The Black Skull? The Biker? The Biker's Black Skulls. Yeah. 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 When they came into their, his room and kidnapped his girl, I thought, right from that point on, that's where the movie started, like, to kind of, like, tumble for me a little bit. Okay. Um, I thought the... I just felt like the action, like, the fighting in it kind of just went way too fast. Like, he just dealt with these menacing people,
0: like, too easily just to me. And what what was he? He was, like, a, a, a lumberjack or something? Yeah, he's a logger. A yeah. logger, okay.
2: I just felt like he just, he. it was kind of like, you know how Steven Seagal is in his movies, how he just like works everybody way too yeah. easily. I felt yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. They throw that wrong, wrong punch that you know, like, come on, that's the punch you throw. Yeah, just, exactly. too much going on. This is what I thought. It was, going back to what you were saying about the colors, I was like, this is going to be a, uh, just a psychedelic trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's it, what I was, felt was. like from the beginning to, you know, but like you said, when it got into the, you know, the second act and, you know, she got kidnapped and, you know, I'm like, it, it just felt like they were, you know, rushing a little bit. Exactly. Like you said, it's just.
0: The pacing was off.
1: Pacing, pacing was. was It just, it
0: sped up a lot. I, I thought the beginning, it was a little slow, but it allowed you to appreciate what they were trying to do cinematically with all the colors. Uh, the sound the effects, the music, yeah, the dialogue—it kind of built the story. It built a little bit of a foundation. I thought it did that pretty well. And then I thought where I think it's the second act where um, they end up deciding they, you know, they kidnap her. Uh, he's being tortured a little bit, and then you know they kind of relieve him of his wife in a kind of despicable way. And then it kind of just ramps up from there. They like pedal to the metal, full exactly. throttle. Yeah,
1: it really didn't give you like time to be sad
2: for him. Yeah, you know what well, I mean, yeah,
1: you you felt it for a second, then he was all let me get all this this these weapons and go yeah, kick it, went, it went it yeah. went from
2: it went from that to Evil Dead in like an instant. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, and I was good, like, yeah, good analogy. What? So let me ask you guys this: this is one question I have for you guys, um, as we're all film heads and we'd love to make our own film one day. Yeah. What would you have done from that point on? Like, What would you have done differently? Uh, I'm, well, I like the gore. I'm let's
1: call it that. I do like the gore. Uh, I would have kept that portion of it, but I think the pacing was off. And I think, you know, like with, from what y'all are telling me, you know, this people are really really loving this film and they want to you know you know release it a little bit more yeah i think this i would have you know edited it again let me let me go back let me because i'm pretty there was just a lot missing in these the, the third you know second and third acts
0: yeah i think i would have i would have increased the uh character development like the emotional attachment to to mandy Uh, I don't know if I...
1: It's called Mandy. Yeah,
0: right, exactly. I felt like I didn't... I just wasn't emotionally attached to that character, and then she dies. Now it's becoming a revenge film, but even in in that second act, I was really quite... I was like, what the fuck movie am I watching? I'm trying to figure out (laughs) what it's specifically trying to be, and essentially it's like a horror revenge film, Mm. and I didn't feel revenge like I felt like I should have. For that character,
1: the one that played a uh, sister Marlene, I don't really like her. Uh, I don't. I think she kind of drugged the film as well. On, yeah. You know, I, that's she's. Uh, I've seen her in the movies before, and she just always underwhelms to me. Okay. Uh, I you know make making her one of the primary you know villains. I think that was you know I don't know. And again, yeah. you know, it it just. To me, fall, fell flat with, you know, like I said, Mandy not being as prominent in the film as, I, as like David said, as she I think she should have been. I mean, you got Nicolas Cage on the front, obviously, for a reason, right, but it's right. called Mandy. You know, I think you should have had a little bit more in, in the movie. So when that death scene happens, spoiler alert,
0: you know, it makes more sense. You know,
1: you feel for her a little bit more so. Right.
0: But I, you know, I mean, it's a grotesque way for her to die. So I did was like, man, fu- this is fucked up. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, for me,
2: what I thought, I thought I, I really liked to see that uh, Bill Duke was in it. I haven't seen him since like the Commando days, you know, the fuck you asshole <laughs> from, <laughs> yeah. from the Commando movies. Um, yeah. I wanted to see more of them. so I, I thought. Uh, In my head, I start, like, when I see something, like, they missed an opportunity to film, I start thinking in my head, like, what I would have done. Sure. Uh, That's why I was asking if you guys do that, but I guess I do, and um, I was like, you know when he shot the first uh, Black Skull biker off his bike, the first one? I felt like they should have included, like, some arc to his fighting with them. Like, maybe he tries to fight that one by himself, and he's getting his ass handed to him, but then the Bill Duke guy comes uh, what was the character's name on there? Carruthers? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Um, like, he comes
0: to help him, and then they have, like... Well, he kind of does that with the that LSD drug, right? I It kind of turns him into Superman. Yeah. yeah.
2: I just, I just felt like, like, they, like they there was potential, like, to have him in yeah. there and kind of, like, just to show some art to, like... He has to learn to fight these guys, you know? Yeah. Like, there wasn't really much development behind them. Right. So much, yeah. like... About how he was able to just make this badass axe, and all this stuff. Like, I thought they they could have done that and like had more of the Bill Duke character. Like they fight them together, and then you can just have Bill Duke just get killed at the end somehow. And sure, yeah, it shows yeah. like a journey into fighting these menacing things, you know. in this, in this right. Cult. I just felt like it just went like way like from being like the emotional guy that he was and like s- the worst rock bottom moment he could have to just yeah. all of a sudden a badass just
0: murking these guys like nothing right so do you guys think the popularity that is gained is warranted do you think do you think it's deserving of that popularity
1: uh it's to me it's one of those films that it was i mean given nicholas cage's track record it was probably supposed to be a b b film sure but it it was you know given such high regard.
0: Yeah. At I think the ultimately the film festival, you know. Yeah, I think ultimately the the cinematography and, and the the style, the look of it is what really upgrades this movie cuz it kind of falls short on everything yeah. else a little
2: bit. It, it really is a beautiful like film, like if you look at like the
0: visuals of it. Like it's cool and I feel like I should not be sober while watching it. But <laughs> it it does have a really cool cool uh, look to it and I, I think that's where a lot of the popular like people are trying to say this is like a cult classic now it's been out for like two months three months something like that
1: yeah, yeah I think- you know people not really you know ab- ab- absorbing it enough yeah. they're just quick to you know go ahead and label it instead yeah. of you know letting you know it, it sink in a little bit but again I think that was a Sundance release that they're you know got all this praise and they're like oh shit now, now we really got to put some, you know, backing to this film. So yeah,
2: yeah, it was kind of like, if I can explain what this movie is, it's kind of like the Satanic Panic movement mixed with some Evil Dead and like a Slipknot video. <laughs> <music> yeah, <videos. laughs> right. Yeah.
0: yeah. So would you guys recommend this film to a friend to watch? Um, would you tell them to rent this movie?
2: Depends on which friends. I have all types of friends. I have well, uh, my... friends who hang out in like upscale bars and the friends that like do crazy shit like mosh pits and beating up everyone around. So it depends yeah. which friend.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I would. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What what did you give it as a rating? I
2: gave it a it came out to be a five and a half out of ten. Five and a half.
0: What about you, Vince?
2: Mandy got a six for me and
0: Yeah. Six. Is it is it something you would recommend? for people to go watch
1: oh it's all my lsd homies yeah <laughs> psychedelic drug lovers yeah that's the same this with me
0: <laughs> if you're trying to get fucked up and watch something this is kind of the movie for you i gave it a six and that gives our a composite score of a 5.8 so take that as you will agreed <laughs> that's, that seems pretty solid yeah, I think that that's pretty accurate. It's a it's a solid 5
1: 5.8. Yeah, shout out to all the art films too. Um uh, so hopefully y'all get more love.
0: Yeah, and we want to support films like this. I think it has a cool story and it getting popularity is awesome. People are going to watch it. They might re-release it in theaters. That's a cool story. Yeah, cuz I have definitely itself, seen does it Hold up. Yeah.
2: This is a good art house film cuz like I've seen art house when it's like bad like Only God Forgives. Or Ryan Gosling's debut, uh, Lost River, I think it is. I'm just gonna say they're not my not my thing, and there's would not like,
0: recommend them to a f- nah. friend.
2: Yeah, no. Nah. I would say this though; they got their uh, their money back for it. Oh yeah, I think that director is. I think he's kind of like an up and coming. I think he's gonna have his own job. You know, how, like Rob Zombie has his own sure. fan base. I think he's gonna have something like that. So,
0: no, I, this will definitely put him on a a really interesting trajectory we'll see him we'll definitely see some more films from him I think he actually just signed something oh and by the way
1: the the name of all names in there I think that guy Tomas his name was Fuck Pig
0: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> I think I thought Cheddar Goblin was good too but Fuck Pig Oh, uh, Cheddar, Cheddar, yeah, that, that
0: was pretty funny
2: I that has the it's Cheddar own Goblin. cult
0: <laughs> that has it's own cult following now so They're actually releasing a limited number of those masks, and they're selling out like crazy. I was going to say, I am the
2: real Cheddar Goblin, like, in real life. (laughs) It's
0: just just demolishing, fucking gobbling up macaroni
2: cheese. Yeah, mac and cheese, cheese. yeah. (laughs) If you cut my veins, it's like all macaroni cheese would come out, so.
0: (laughs) All right, so we have a real cult classic now. What Mandy wants to be, The Shining. Starring Fuck Pig. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Starring, Starring Jack Nicholas, Stanley Kubrick can never go wrong with him, in my opinion. I'm gonna have to uh, correct you,
2: Jack Nicholson. Don't you ever,
0: oh damn
2: get that man's name wrong like don't, that again?
0: Don't worry, I'm yeah. editing that out right, you, right now. You,
1: hey, David, <laughs> put
0: put some respect on Jack Nicholson's name. It's the beer talking now. We're about 50 <laughs> minutes in, so. <laughs> So I apologize to all the listeners. I'm enjoying a nice Colorado craft brew.
2: Oh, shoot. Okay. Some, some, nice uh, home, some
0: home state uh, plug-in. Right, how else are we supposed to podcast if we're not having a good time? We need to get the, 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 the ad cold money beverage. from that uh, that beer company. The yeah. taste taste of the Rocky Mountains. Let's see. Here we go. We got, we got uh, upslope handcrafted beer. We'll take that in a check. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, up upslope. Thanks thanks for that. We'll that we
1: check. we or we can get paid by Endless Beer. I'll be fine with and that. And you
0: know well. what? In The Shining, they're in Colorado. So that's yes, what he would they be are. be today. So there Yes, we go.
2: they are. So yeah, this is uh, Stanley Kubrick. Some would consider man, all of those films were kinda of like masterpiece. But this was one of the most popular ones by him. Adapted from Stephen King's book. Two different two different stories. I'll just put that out there. Um yeah. the book and the movie are two different things so um,
1: well it's, it's one of his classics I don't think it's his best um, I recognize it as a classic I've watched it many times I actually had to slide back in it today and watch it again just so I can you know get a refresher and you know it still holds up a couple of scenes still scares the shit out of me in a lot of <laughs> ways um, yeah one thing uh that you know you were touching on and uh I started recognizing as I was watching the film a little bit more it was a lot less Jack Nicholson the more I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know I it's a lot of his son uh, though the son the character's son. Yeah. Um and you know for good reason uh his son's the one that has that you know t- telepathic you know he has the shining yeah he has yeah. the shining or the shine yeah He's, the shine yeah, he shines so you know him and that other guy okay i think his name the uh the chef holler Haller? yeah yeah, Hall-Ren. yeah Hall-Ren. so you know it's i, I, I believe like i'm it. saying I, his name right Haller. no it is
0: you are Haller. If, <laughs> if you're not we're gonna edit it out it's okay
1: first name yeah his his it was better than calling him dick Chef Dick yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, I mean again When you read, read the book Then you watch the movie You see why Stanley C- Kubrick Took the approach that he did Because there's a lot in the book And a lot that Probably won't translate well to film But if you look at it From that standpoint as well From Stephen King's standpoint He's like nah fuck that I would
2: have done it different <laughs> Right know? yeah Fucked up my story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say that. Like, what what would you what do you guys think about Stephen King's uh, in, like initial take on it? Where he has well, his said, gripe about it is, like I said, a, it's
1: a it's a legit gripe, you know. Right. It's, but again, it. What are you you know trying to accomplish at the end of the day? You're trying to you know scare the shit out of people or make people really think it's a, and this does it, and it keeps you know. The shining portion of it 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 elevates that a lot more instead of you know focusing on Jack Nichols' character and you know giving
2: him you know more the choice between more, good and evil yeah is more, that's yeah what the story was exactly so I believe yeah. he he in his words he said it's uh he he gave credit due to all like the beautiful cinematography and visuals of it but he said it was a yeah. uh, shiny Cadillac without an engine. Specifically sure. because Jack Nicholson's character had no story arc like his did in a book. Had no uh, yeah. character arc like his did in a book. Yeah.
0: I don't I don't think that's a a poor critique. I think that's a pretty good one. Uh, I love The Shining. I rewatched it again today. And to me it still holds up visually. I, I think the, uh, the pacing and the story does. Would I have loved character arc absolutely i think jack's uh decision between good and evil or like the battle between the two would have been a really cool thing to to portray on film but the way he directed it it almost wasn't needed it was still a great movie well yeah. you
1: gotta think about it like this it's 144 minutes you know it's like, right it's not a a quick movie by means but right a lot of you know where you think okay you probably could have you know add a little bit more about you know sure the, the character, uh, yeah. the Jack Torrance character, you know, you're, you, you'll are you be taken away from, you know, the silent scenes. And you know, a lot of the mm-hmm. silent scenes is what carries a movie. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, and, it's, and it's, it's a tone that yeah makes it's, a movie go. It's and also the ambiguous
0: what, scenes, too, that kind of just flash on screen for a second. Like, there's that one scene where you're looking at the kid and he's kind of looking in the mirror and then... You see the elevator and then the blood start to come out and then it goes away really quickly and you're like kind of, what the fuck just happened? That seems like Okay, so there's a lot There's a lot of like
2: psychological stuff to this film and yeah. I'm a huge Stanley Kubrick fan so I like I kind of went back into like his commentary on the film. Okay. And he he talked about how he's always been a fan of the genre but he says sure he's seen enough of the horror films and thrillers that like they do a good job of like spooking you and having like enough gory slash and blood and everything right but he says none he hadn't seen one that affected you psychologically like a book does when you read it right and he wanted to capture the feeling that you have when you're reading the book right but not so much go into like telling the book's story so much he just wanted to capture the things that had an effect on you and Mm -hmm. put them into a film and that's uh, ultimately like like he had talked about like people like Stephen King's complaint about um, Jack Torrance's character and he was saying a lot of the you know and and I agree a lot of the reasons that made him scary was like you didn't know about his past and it kind of made him even more scary and it was like he wanted you to be in this to stay in the present with the characters and he said like trying to explain why Jack is the way he is is like it's not important to the film sure and there's too many psychological clues can actually start ruining the effect that you're trying to get um, so there's a lot of stuff like that and there's like a lot of underlining meanings to this film that a lot of people translate
0: to oh there's a lot of conspiracies <laughs> to this yeah like on multiple different subjects, like the Apollo 11 landing, yeah. the little boy's sweater in the movie. And the 237 treatment of, is supposed to be the yeah. whole,
2: the hoax, represent the hoax of the moon landing. Yeah.
0: Right, exactly. Right. Uh, treatment of Native Americans. Uh, what are some other ones? Because um, it was built on a Native American burial ground. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it, that, that,
2: co- that falls more a, into the book, like what the book gets into a lot of Yeah. Um, there's there's the underlining tone of that people like some people translated that there was a sexual misconduct kind of thing between the dad and him like that's one theory of the whole uh, room 237 and all this it it goes into like some really deep dark stuff about the film
1: yeah Um, room (laughs)
2: 237
0: yeah no no. No, but yeah uh, one of the go ahead that's why this is a great movie, though, is because you can have all these uh, diverse conspiracy theories on this thing, and it's so thought-provoking. And so many uh, video essays and theses have done on this specific film, not really arriving at a specific answer. And that's how you kind of know you've done your job as a director, because it's still yeah. thought-provoking, you know.
2: Because that's one of the things about Kubrick. He was like, um, he was a f- fan of mystery, and he was like, one thing about mystery one of the rules is like you don't ever explain the mystery. You just let right. it be the mystery and let people's let everyone have the experience and like and he did a cool thing with um people who have read the book beforehand, before watching the movie, he put you right in the thriller seat too because on that, the, um whole room comes and saves them in the book. But in the movie, as soon as Holrunes arrives, he gets killed immediately. So then you don't know what the hell's happening.
0: Yeah, he gets hit with that axe. <laughs>
2: right in the chest. Yeah. And there's there's different things about this, like... Yeah. Usually on TV and, like, other, like, TV scary movies and everything, they have ghosts. have like They're transparent. Yeah. Or they're glowing. He took it, like, most people that see ghosts, they just say they look like a real person. Right. And then they weren't there. And he... He blurred the lines between um, paranormal and normal, like, so eloquently that it freaked you out, you know. Yeah, this movie's uh, supposed to make feel, you feel uncomfortable.
0: When I kinda, the way I kind of took it, too, is, is it was more so the, uh, the hotel itself. The chef says to the little boy, buildings or environments can have the shine, too, just like humans do. They have it or they don't. And that he believed that the Overlook did. And, and that's how I kind of took it. and It kind of alludes to the ending too. I thought so. It's more so the Overlook itself is a character. And yeah,
1: it, it puts you in that. You know, I don't know if y'all ever watch those like ghost, um, like shows on TV. Nah, fuck no. I well, like to go to sleep <laughs> without a nightlight. But <laughs> if if you did watch a lot of them, um, yeah. they they say the same thing that you know, you know, the that can. You, the building can be alive sure. with, with that spirit as well. Right. So, you know. And that's
0: how I kind of see this movie. It's more so the hotel itself. Yeah. the activity. Yeah.
2: One of the, I, I was kind of looking up like interesting facts about the movie. Well, not facts, but like theories. Sure. And I came across one that was like really interesting that like maybe go like, oh, what the fuck? I didn't catch that. Or if it is an indication of what he was actually trying to do. The Room 237 the old lady that's in there. Yeah. If you look at the one Jack Nicholson, the the one he kissed, and then the lady raising out of the tub. Yeah, they're different. They're different. And there's a theory that those two ladies are the twins. Oh, okay. And because if that scene starts off, the ball gets... uh, Danny's playing with his toys, and the twins rolling the ball, and they're like, come play, and they're giggling. And then he goes into 237. The one he sees is in a tub... Jack Nicholson goes in. He sees the other one. That was an interesting. Thing. I don't know yeah. if that's accurate, but it's, it was crazy. I was like, "Whoa!" It seems
0: pretty accurate to me. You convinced me.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, there's a lot of interesting. Like if you're yeah. someone who wants to like a, a specific or someone who writes screenplays on, on on your on your off time, really look back into the commentary, the behind the scenes, the making of The Shining, because Santa Kubrick he did a lot of things like he watched uh, Jack Nicholson films with his writer and they decided which Jack Nicholson they wanted the depressant one or the one that was more like crazy, happy. Sure. Looks, obviously you know which one they went with. If you've seen the movie. Um, and he, he said this one thing I, that I quoted that, uh, he said that was really interesting because I'm someone who likes to work on uh, scripts. I know Vince's as well. Um, He's talking about the day of writing a movie or like writing a scene the day of filming that scene he was like he's always amazed how some directors write out a scene and shoot the exact thing they wrote because so he says when you get on scene you start seeing A. what your actors can do right and good okay, and then B. what your actors can't do and he said okay. that alone opens up another window of potential that you can do and re. Uh, Improvising into another thing and he yeah. says uh, if the attitude is right and the purpose of the scene is right and the action is right in the scene the dialogue will kind of just write itself and it becomes easy and I thought I was like that really hit me I was like dang that's like
1: well what you just said will kind of harken back to you know the beef that uh, Stephen King had with the film you know maybe he's seen something during you know the production and was like ah cut that you know yeah uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought that Scratch up. Scratch that. Uh, Scratch. What was the name, Shelley Duvall? Yeah, I think uh, so. Apparently, he hated her, and he hated the way she delivered her lines. So he ultimately ended up cutting a lot of her things, and it uh, Kubrick one, did. Yeah, and uh, I get it. I understand. <laughs> the, I understand because
1: <laughs> you know, did she play the she played the wife, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was she's, to... Look, I'm gonna be real. Okay. Uh, I was watching it today. Yeah. And I was like, God. Could she drag these lines out any oh harder? God. It was like she had him on a freaking lift and was like pulling it by her freaking legs and arms. Yeah. Dude, and that's I'm
2: ultimately, ultimately
1: why she was screaming most of the
0: movie, too. Because that's he was all like,
1: she needed to do scream and run.
0: Yeah. Golly, it was bad. And again, it, it kind of, the movie itself being so good attributes, you know, her being bad in that role, or for, in my opinion attributes to how good the movie is uh, she, because it really shadows that kind of hides it in a way she's
1: yeah. the
2: katie holmes of her time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. another thing if you're into like cinematography stanley Kubrick films are like a must watch because Ma- for the fact master holmes, class. yeah he there's different types of for the cinematographers and he was a photographer before he became like a director and, and all that so if you look at a lot of his shots, he does framing perfectly. And like a lot of his shots, you could just pause the movie and that would be like a perfect picture. And when you can mm-hmm. have a lot of composition in your shots, it, may, it draws your eyes into the scene. It draws you like you're invested into the scene. And you know that's what makes the film that? scary.
0: Well, you know who else does excellent framing? Who's that? Wes Anderson. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'll just I leave it a a at feel- that though. I just leave it there though. I was
1: wondering if he was gonna creep into this this
0: yeah, this episode. Yeah. In my head I Every like, Please podcast not. every podcast we're gonna bring up Wes Anderson and some Star Wars reference. That's just what's gonna yeah,
2: happen. Yeah, I almost had a heart back to a Star Wars reference.
0: <laughs> but yeah, if you watch The
2: Shining, there's a lot of interesting like Dolly Track shots. Um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And this the camera work of it, it invests you into the story yeah. and then fucks with your head too and it's all by design and that's the thing about the shining it's like it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable um it's something it's i kind of related to like when you read a book mm-hmm. for the first time like a horror book or anything like that that sure. feeling you get it emulates that perfectly of like between the two but it, it does it, it, it does in does a unique like, way
0: it does feel like you're reading a story and i think that was a really good thing that you brought up because it, it did feel that way when i watched it today uh before we hit into our ratings though, real fast, I wanna talk about the ending real quick and how you guys perceive that. Stanley Kubrick said it was Jack's reincarnation when you the, the the ending where he's in the picture. Yeah, yeah. It was more sort of reincarnation. But how do you guys interpret that specifically?
1: Uh the I mean, I could take it like that. Um, you know, it, it's always been that one thing that kind of confused me about the film. Uh, but I would, I mean, if that's what he thinks, I would. that would just yeah. lay it at that. Because
0: the way I see it, like I, he said, reincarnation. I have to take him for what it's, what his word is. But it almost seemed like again, kind of going back to the hotel, the overlook, being a character. It, to me, it seemed like it consumed him, and then when he dies, it consumes him, and that's kind of a, an evidential way of it ha- doing yeah, so. Because he's so in another frame. He's, he's right. He in was, 1921 yeah. yeah in other words like he probably wasn't in the picture before and now he's right. in it that's, that's how I kind of perceive it and I don't know if that's how he meant reincarnating or reincarnation uh, as far as I, I don't know
2: yeah I, I think I, the, as... the
0: ending is super interesting to me because if you even throughout the movie the guy that kills his family previous to to Jack the character is reoccurring as like a butler or something like that What whatever he was in the movie true
2: so. yeah exactly that's what I was gonna say I, I take it as like the the hotel consumes people like and that's one, of one thing I liked about it it was like at the end like she doesn't kill him uh, Wendy doesn't kill Jack mm-hmm. uh, she gets away with her kid and she the, killed him with that bad acting <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah he just dies on his own like the the cold kills him kind of thing that's what he actually dies of. The maze killed him. Yeah, yeah, the maze. So I kind of took it as like the house. And if you look at um, Mr. Grady, you know, he was like a butler, like you said. Right. um, And it just made him a part of the the house. So which kind of I was going to bring up it kind of before we get into our rating of this one, it kind of segues into like a current event that the people that made the guy, the director of uh, Haunting a Hill House. Okay. Like you, I remember you were telling me that he's picked to do the sequel to The Shining. Yes, yeah, uh huh.
0: Um, so I I wonder, I wonder, and that's me to cut you off.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: if if our absorption or consumption of of Jack the character is accurate, then he would be in the sequel in some facet as a premonition or a ghost or what, yeah, sort of like how Mr. Grady was. Yeah, exactly. So that'd be really interesting to see if that if that happens, and that would kind of confirm the ending too.
2: Yeah, and, and that's, that's kind of how what I was kind of going for when I brought up the haunting on Hill House, because if you watch that show, the house consumes collects people as well. Okay. So it's kind of similar okay. to the Hotel and Shining. thing. So, uh, yeah. I would say instead of him reincarnation, I would say more just getting consumed by the hotel.
0: Sure. Okay. Any favorite scenes that you guys have with this movie before we jump into this rating and and this podcast? Uh, Because we're running a little long. Going into the room, you already know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Heading into 237? Yeah. That's yeah, that's a killer one. A two Will, dirt, Dirty Seven. <laughs> <The one> that... <laughs> two Dirty Seven. That's the name of this podcast. Two Dirty Seven. Uh, that's a
2: good name. Uh, might as well be that scene where he's telling her to stop interrupting him while he's writing. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. That just made me laugh. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's like right at the end of the first act, I think, and it kind of where he starts to get a little crazy. Yeah. Mine was when he's talking to the bartender during that party, because you know it's not happening, but it's so lively and that he's having this deep conversation with that bartender. That that whole scene was uh, awesome, and yeah. I think it really speaks to um, Jack Nicholson's acting prowess. So that was awesome. Yeah. All right, so let's hit them with the ratings. What did you guys give them, uh, I, give The Shining?
2: I gave it an 8
0: out of 10. 8 out of 10. Shining got a 7.5 out of 10 for me. Okay, and I got after telling everything up my composite score was 8.6 which gives it a flat 8 so which i think, I think is perfect think, on the I on think the nose solid. Yeah, i yeah.
1: cuz this is the thing it's not not one of my favorite kubrick films i mean sure. like i said i do recognize you know mm-hmm. its place in history don't get me yeah. wrong and i believe it's one of those films that you have to continuously
0: right. watch but again they're just it's not one of my favorite kubrick films I mean, everybody understands and knows the "Here's Johnny" type of thing, you know. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. it, it just—it's one of those that will last the test of time. Um, all right, that's it. That's this podcast. Let's let's close this thing out real fast. Um, hit us or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at TS About Film. And if you want to email us and complain about Vince or Will, and <laughs> tell us how much you love me. Uh, you can email us at TSAAboutFilm at gmail dot com. All right, film That's heads. It. Peace. Y'all take care until next time. All right, guys. Later.